0: and minds. We thank you for this assembly, for this opportunity that we have to gather together as one heart and one voice and one body. We thank you for our pastor, Obadiah, that he is just going to be used of you again with knowledge and wisdom from on high. Be with us in this worship service and in this message here today. We ask it in the name of Yeshua Mashiach, our dear Lord, Savior, Redeemer, and King. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: I understand your personal prayer as well before getting started. Heavenly, i Yahweh just pray that this day, you send your rock, dash my way. Even at this very moment, send them with me to abide as I strive to lead and guide your flock into the green pastures of your word. I call them to bring to memory all the things I've heard during my study time with you and I filter my lips that nothing escapes them except that which is good and true. Therefore, from the lesson this day, Father, I do pray that you allow your flock to feed freely. Not that they might be impressive for me, but that they may be blessed by thee. Only pray that you utilize me to illuminate the darkness with your word's light, that it displaces any fright, and the their hands that they might fight to enter into thy kingdom. Therefore, for me this day, Father, I do pray that you allow your light to shine extra bright again, not that they might see me, but that they may find you, the one in whom all glory and honors do. Yahweh, my Ellen King, I pray that you accept from me my offering. Yahweh's name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Okay, we're we'll continuing our. Journey into the Promised Land through the Book of Joshua. Now, y'all wants us to study the book of the Book of Joshua from the individual perspective of Joshua being the son of Noon. That is the son, or the resprouted, or born again, um, son, a man in whom the rock dashes. You know, collectively, we're speaking of those who has went through their wilderness experience and having endured this test of trials by holding on to Elohim. You know, they are born the hoard of their parents and, and forefathers. They have their old man, that is their flesh man, and his lust broken down, humbled, and deadened. As a result, they are no longer fleshly or worldly, but are now reborn spiritually via the water of the word and throughout in the book of Joshua, we can learn to expect the plan of Elohim concerning the body of Yahushua, i.e. his ecclesia and those born-again believers that make up spiritual Israel. We'll learn how they're to enter into the kingdom of Elohim, what to expect once in, as well as how to proceed once in. Another perspective we'll be exploring is that of the land and the inhabitants of the land and how the land of Canaan speak to the kingdom of Elohim within you and how its inhabitants relate to the remnants in the fallen angels the demons the devils and other unclean spirits which currently inhabit the land um inherited by the born again believer you know so as aforementioned you know we're going through the journey of joshua and today we are in chapter five
0: Hallelujah.
1: all right moving right along right yeah All right, let me have my first reader read Joshua chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, please. Chapter 5, right?
2: Yep,
1: Joshua 5, 1 through 5.
2: And it came to be when all the sovereigns of the Amorites who were beyond the Yardan westward and all the sovereigns of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that Yahuwah had dried up the waters of the Yardan from before the children of Yisrael until we had passed over that their heart melted and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Yisrael. At that time, Yahuwah said to Yahushua, make knives of flint for yourself and circumcise the sons of Yisrael again the second time. So Yahushua made knives of flint for himself and circumcised the sons of Yisrael at the Hill of Foreskins. And this is why Yahushua circumcised them. All the people who came out of Mitzrayim who were males all the men of battle had died in the wilderness on the way after they had come out of Mitzrayim. For all the people who came up out had been circumcised, but all the people who were born in the wilderness on the way as they came out of Mitzrayim had not been circumcised. Mm. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, yep, that's it. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, there's a whole lot here, actually. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, uh, one of the things I want to point out is... When Israel, which is a type of the son of Elohim, you know, because Israel was, you know, Yah's firstborn. Mm-hmm. So when Israel who was it, uh, came over, all of their enemies were terrified of them, mm-hmm. yeah. said their heart melted, neither was their spirit enemy. Mm. You know now what that teaches us is that our enemies are just as afraid of us mm-hmm. when we enter into the kingdom of elohim when we cross over as well uh, mm-hmm. when we cross over they are just as afraid of us just think about the messiah when he walked on the scene and how the spirits you know would cry out
0: mm-hmm.
1: how they would run up to him and 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 beseech him not to cast them out or or to, to uh, cast them here or there. You know, they were terrified. You know, uh, consider how some of the spirits, even when, when like, Kephas or Peter would walk past people, they would just flee out. They would mm-hmm. just leave. Mm-hmm. Amen? Mm-hmm. You know, so I want you to see, like, you know, they're just as afraid of of a true born-again believer. As they were of Israel when they crossed over the Jordan. You know, I want you to be able to see that and acknowledge that, you know, in scripture. You know, so. uh, The picture that's being painted here is that of a man deciding to change his life for Yah. So imagine Israel, if um, if you would, you know, and he's in for lack of a better term, we'll just call it the the rat race of life, you know. uh, And he finds himself in bondage, you know, a slave to the world, if you would, you know. This is kind of the picture that's being being, um, painted, you know, and so he decides that he's gonna live for Yah, you know, hence he cuts off, from his physical life the things that are offensive to yah this is depicted with the physical circumcision. Mm -hmm. he's cutting away the things that's in his flesh and of his flesh that is not of yah that yah wants to be stripped away from him can you see that Mm -hmm. you know and so you know this is a picture of the son of yah you know Deciding, okay, I'm going to follow Yah. And so, one of the first things you need to do is he needs to circumcise his flesh. So, he needs to cut away the things that offend Yah from out of his flesh. You know, now many people come to this point and they think that they're good, that they've made it. You know, I don't cut these things out. Of my fleshly existence I don't do these things anymore You know And you know as a result You know I'm, I'm, I'm good I'm a new person I'm good I'm not that same old um, alcoholic I'm not that same old drug addict I'm not that same old holic. I'm not that same old uh, nymphomaniac or, uh, or what have you But the reality is That this is just the beginning of the journey this is just the beginning of the way of Yahuwah. The circumcision of the flesh is where it starts, not where it ends. You know, if we continue on, if we consider uh, Joshua 5 6, it says, For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness, till all the people that were men of war which came out of Mizraim were consumed, because they obeyed not the voice of Yahuwah, whom, unto whom Yahuwah swear that. He, he would not show them the land which Yahuwah swear unto their fathers that he would give us a land that floweth with milk and honey. They weren't even allowed to see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I want you to um, see is that after the circumcision, you know, actually came the baptism, whereas they came through the Reed Sea, you know, and was shortly followed after a, t- a period of testing and trial. You know, so this passage teaches us that Israel, i.e., a son of Elohim, you know, one who has decided that they're going to follow Yah. They're going to come out of you know the world's way of doing things. They're going to come out of their Mitzrayim that has them in bondage, you know, and they they've been circumcised, so they they are committed to putting these things out of their lives. That um, these these fleshly things, you know, the lust of the flesh that that causes them to be offensive to Yah. They circumcise that from out of their lives. They cut away those physical aspects of themselves. Um, And now they must enter into a period of testing and trials, which is depicted by the 40 years in the wilderness. You know, now, you know, of course, this is preceded by the coming through the Reed Sea, which is a type of baptism, you know, and so... Uh, you know, First Corinthians ten one, you know, tells us that, you know, validates that, you know, that, you know, they're coming through the R.C. was a type of baptism. So, but, but I, what I what I want you to, you guys to see is like this is the way of Yahuwah that's laid out for us. You know, this is to help us understand what this journey looks like. Mm. So it starts with you know your decision to follow Yah, you know, and to circumcise thyself. That is to cut away the fleshly things, you know, that offend Yah from out of your lives and then be baptized unto him. You know, but this isn't the end. This is just the beginning. This just gets you into the wilderness. The wilderness is all about the period of testing and trials. This is is what gets you into those testings and trials. So now you're in those testings and trials. What is he testing and trying you on? He's testing and trying you to see if you truly have circumcised your flesh. If you truly have put those things that offend him out of your lives. If you've taken them out of your fleshly existence. You know, and so... This is what's being depicted here. Let us consider verse 7. It says, And their children, whom he raised up in their stead. Now, this emphasis is mine. You know, KJV doesn't have a capital H here. But seeing that it's talking about Yah, you know, I had to capitalize it. Because it says, And their children, whom he raised up in their stead. Them, Joshua was circumcised, for they were uncircumcised because they had not circumcised them by the way. Now, consider how a child, now this is important that, you, that you're able to, to see this picture, that, you, um, that you're able to put this picture together in your mind. So, you know, I want you to consider how a child is the product of the inner man and woman. Now, I know the physical man and woman has something to do with it, but the child is a product of the inner man, i.e. his seed, and woman, i.e. her egg, right? You know, now, if you can see that, then you should be able to see that Israel's children simply speaks of a second Israel. Even a spiritual or inner Israel that has emerged from within the physical Israel. Hence their circumcision speaks to a circumcision of the spiritual or inner Israelite. You know, so here it is. You come through your testings and trials. And then you're, you cross over the yard and you're baptized once again, you know. And so the first baptism you can say speaks to John the immersive baptism. You know, because that's the commitment that you made, you know, in circumcising the flesh, um, your fleshly ways. You know, and so John's baptism was a baptism of what? Repentance. You know, it was a baptism for repentance. You know, and so here it is. That is a picture of one have to, beginning to think differently because they're learning differently they're learning what the will of Yah is you know for for their lives and how their lives is to be structured shaped and formed and so as a result you know as a result some things have to be cut away you know and so this is that this is that that circumcision you know and so i pray that you can you can see see this this picture you know, so then they go into these testings and trials. But then, here it is, they have to go through the yard and they have to go through the yard and like they went through the Reed Sea. And so this yard is like this this second doorway. You know, the um, Reed Sea is like the first doorway which is a very wide and broad doorway. Very wide doorway that leads to a very broad way which is through the wilderness. You know, but the yard represents this straight gate. This this straight gate in this narrow way that lead a front to life. Amen? You know, and so it represents a circumcision as well. You know, it deals with a circumcision you know, once they get across. You know, now I want you to, you know, to see how their children is a picture of simply someone that's fathered from above, that is born again. It's just simply a picture of A different person that has emerged from within that physical Israelite. You know, and that's the one that goes on to cross over the yard. And that is the one who gets to go into the kingdom of Elohim or into the promised land, if you would. And hence their circumcision will speak to a circumcision of the spiritual or inner Israelite. And that's important to recognize because otherwise you're gonna be trying to recircumcise your flesh. Mm. Ouch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not that's not you know, that's not what's supposed to be done. Now the second Israel, i.e. the spiritual or inner Israel, is fathered or raised up by Yah. Even as we're told whom he raised up in their stead. So their father was raised up by Yahuwah during the original, that is the physical Israel's period of testing and trials. So during the physical Israel's testings and trials, during this this period, this is when the new Israel or the spiritual Israel is birthed. Mm -hmm. This is when he emerges from that physical Israelite. Now Yah's father and the raising of the spiritual inner Israel is depicted within the fact that they were either born into or introduced to Yahuwah's way, will and purposes early on. You know, now I want you to think about, you know, the history of Israel, how they went into the wilderness and how while they were in the wilderness, they received, you know, the uh, Torah. They received Torah from Mount Sinai, they received Yah's way, will and purposes. You know, now, those who were birthed in the wilderness, they knew no other law outside of Yah's way, will, and purposes. All that they ever knew was Yah's way, will, and purposes. They never got a chance to experience the laws or the ways of Mm Mitzrayim. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. And so, Yah is wanting to start afresh Mm -hmm. with the spiritual being. This spiritual Israel, that inner man, you know, who was born or introduced early on to his will, way, and purposes,
0: yeah.
1: you know, and that is the one that he wants to deal with. That's the one that gets to go into the promised land. That's the one that he he would use to go against his enemies. Amen. Now, if we continue on to verse eight, it says. And it came to pass when they had done circumcising all the people that they abode in their places in the camp till they were whole. Now, this word whole is Kaya, number 24, 21 in the strongest, meaning to live, to revive, to make alive. Now, remember how, you know, I spoke to the yard and representing that, that, that straight gate that lead, led to that narrow way that leads unto life, right? Mm. Yeah. Can you see that Israel just came through the yarding. Mm-hmm. Now they're in the land of Canaan. You know, they made their way to Gilgal. They're circumcised. That is, they went through their spiritual circumcision, which is circumcision of the mind, that inner circumcision. And they are to stay in Gilgal until they're made whole. That is, until they're made alive so you can see that straight gate Mm -hmm. truly led unto life i pray you can see that picture it's a beautiful picture it's a beautiful picture of what Yahshua taught us amen you know this teaches us that after one's spiritual circumcision comes newness of life Mm. this is true of circumcision via yahushua's knife or sword i.e his commandments words and sayings as well Mm -hmm. you know so just as this was made so in the physical with joshua and the knives that he made it was true of yahushua you know and his commandments words and sayings you know um, which is akin to his knife Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know because we know that the word is like a sword it's like a knife it's even a double-edged sword, right? Yeah. You know, so it cuts. You know, and that's what you need in order to circumcise. You need something that cuts. Mm-hmm. Amen? And so what I'm proposing to you is that that which cuts away the things that are not of Yah from our minds mm-hmm. is Yahshua's commandments, words, and sayings. Hallelujah. You know, now, to validate what I'm saying, consider Yokana 663. It says, it is the Ruach, the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth of nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. See, it's Yahushua's commandments, words and sayings that bring the life. You know, it's his cuttings. You know, Yahushua's commandments, words and sayings are depicted within our story via Joshua's sharp knives which literally translates into his stone cuttings. Seeing that Yahushua is the prophet like unto Moshe, Yahushua's stone cuttings are parallel to Moshe's stone cuttings. Hmm. What you saying, Pastor Obadiah? What Moshe's stone cuttings? All right, hold on. We're going to go back and see. Consider Exodus 34, 27, and 28. My
2: next reader, please. And Yahushua said unto Moshe, Write thou these words, for after the tenor of these words, I have made a covenant with thee and with Israel. And he was there with you of forty days and forty nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water. And he wrote upon the tables the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments.
1: Hallelujah. Okay, now this is huge. Now, now I'm going to need everybody to get this. I'm going to need everybody to focus on You, you have to get this. Because if you don't understand this, then you're not going to understand If you don't understand the covenant of Moshe, you're not going to understand the covenant of Yahshua. Amen? Amen? You know, so, you know, because they parallel one another because Moshe is the prophet like unto, I'm sorry, Yahshua is the prophet like unto Moshe. So like unto Moshe, he did what Moshe did, including bringing the covenant of Elohim. Amen? You know, and so... Also with these stone cuttings. Now here in Exodus 34, 27, it tells us a bit about Moshe. It says, Yahuwah told Moshe to write down these words. That is what he was telling them. For after the tenor of these words, I have made a covenant with thee and with Israel. And then further down in verse 28, it says, And he wrote upon the tables the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. So, can you see that the Ten Commandments speaks to the words of the covenant? See, a lot of people, you know, they're familiar with the Old Covenant and the New new Covenant, but they're not familiar with the terms of the covenant. That is, the words of the covenant. See, the terms of the... Every covenant has terms. Every covenant has words that speak to the covenant. And so, the terms of the covenant... Oh, the words of the covenant of the old covenant was Torah. It was the Ten Commandments. This is why they were put into the Ark of the Covenant. Because they were the words of the covenant. In other words, they were what you were agreeing to do when you enter into covenant with Elohim. You know, and if you don't understand that, then you're not going to understand Yahshua's covenant because his covenant comes with words as well. You don't have a covenant without terms. And so, Yahshua's commandments, words and sayings are the terms of his covenant. Now, here in verse um, 27, we we read about Moshe and says, you know, that he wrote upon the tables of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. You know, and so, Yahshua would write, would have his uh, apostles actually write the words of his commandments. You know, just like, you know, Yahuwah had his servant Moshe write the words of the covenant, Yahshua would have his servants write the words of his covenant. Can you see that? You know, so I want you to um, be able to see that because you have to understand that Yahshua's covenant has words. It has terms that speak to his covenant. And if you're not adhering to those terms, then you're breaching his covenant. And this is what Paul talks about when he says many are sick sick and diseased and are asleep or dead. Because they ate and drank of the body of Yahshua unworthily. You understand? Yeah. This is huge. This is really this is really a big deal. You know, if you're going to understand Yahshua's covenant. If you're gonna understand the old covenant or the covenant of Elohim, period. Because his covenants have terms. Every covenant has terms. You know, so please understand this. Now, let us consider spiritual Israel before and during circumcision. You know, in verse 3 we were told that Joshua, which represents the body of Yahshua, made him sharp knives. You know, and he circumcised the children of Israel at the heel of the foreskins. Now this word sharp, sharp is zor. You know, zor. Number 6864, meaning a stone as if pressed hard or to a point by implication, the use of a knife. You know, so, but it literally speaks to a stone. Hmm. Who's our rock? Need I say more? Hallelujah. You know, now the word knives here is kered. Kered, number 2719, speaking to a drought or a cutting instrument. You know, so can you see a stone cutting or the cutting of a stone? Hmm. Now, it said that it took place at the heel of the foreskins. This word heel is Giba, number 1389, and it speaks to a heel, uh, but it's also from Gibeah, number 1375, meaning a cup. Hmm. You know, and so in Hebrew, you can't erase the nature of. From out of a word. So it always speaks to a cup. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it may be translated as a heel, it's always including the essence of a cup. Mm-hmm. You know, and so here it is we have this cup. And then it says, other the foreskins, this word foreskins or a lot number 6190, meaning the foreskin from RL meaning to strip. So It's a cup of stripping You know And that's what a covenant Yah's covenant Elohim's covenant is It's covenants of strippings The first covenant Strips your flesh The second or renewed covenant Of Yahshua Strips your mind So one strips your flesh The fleshly man And the other one strips your spiritual man You know Uh, Consider Matthew 26, 27, and 28 Where Yahshua is speaking about his cup He says, and he took the cup and gave thanks And gave it to them, saying, drink ye all of it For this is my blood of the New Testament That is the new covenant, emphasis mine Which is shed for many for the remission of sins Mm -hmm. You know, so I want you to see You know, that there is a cup of stripping that took place with the new covenant
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know now understand that Yahushua's covenant is meant to strip or circumcise our minds we're not re we circumcising our flesh it's our minds and this is why when you go over Yahushua's commandments words and saying, many of them you know speak to the mind they speak to the way you think they speak to the way you, you, you look at things and feel about things you know, and they're designed to make you think differently, you know, and that is a true circumcision, you know, um, spiritual circumcision, you know, so spiritual Israel before and during circumcision, you know, still only had the old circle, they they had no circumcision. So they they would become the circumcised of the the heart. Mm -hmm. And in essence, in essence, when you think about it, they really didn't need the circumcision of the flesh. And this is why, you know, you see in the Brick Kodeshah or the New Testament writings, they say it's not necessary. Why? Because these born again Israelites were born into the will, way and purposes of Yah. You know, so they grew up, they didn't never they never they never grew the foreskin. They never grew the excess fleshly um, um aspects of, of life that came from Israel because they never were in Israel. You know, they never were in the world to uh, to to get the things of the world. You know, so they didn't have to be cut away, if you can see that. I know mean, that's, that's getting a little deep, you know. Um, but suffice it to say that the spiritual circumcision is a circumcision of the mind. Verse 9 goes on saying, Yahuwah said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Misraim from off you. Wherefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal to this day. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this is huge. You know this word reproach is kerpah number twenty seven eighty one. It speaks to something that's contumely, that is rudeness or contempt arising from arrogance. See yahs people Israelites they very arrogant. Mm-hmm. You know, and from that arrogance became um, came rudeness and contempt for others. You know, and you can it's 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 not hard to see insolence. You know, um, you know that is. Also, being overbearing or having a defiant behavior, you know, a disgrace, you know. So hereby we learn that we can't move further into Canaan, that is the kingdom of Elohim, until we've gotten rid of our arrogance and defiant behaviors. We have to get rid of our arrogance and we have to get rid of our defiant behaviors. Until then, we must remain at Gilgal. That is within Yah's stone circle. His stone circle speaks to his calendar. Mm-hmm. Calendar, from the Greek, uh, is kalendros, meaning roll or cylinder. You know, and this is why they put, you know, uh, Gilgal means stone circle. You know, and in turn, that roll or cylinder spoke to a sundial. And so you see, it's a, it, it always had a connection to. The calendar. Mm. You know, hence the very next verse, verse 10 says, And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover. Mm. Start talking about the calendar mm-hmm. and the feast days. Mm-hmm. And on the 14th day of the month at even in the plains of Jericho, and they did eat the old corn. They did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover. Unleavened cakes and parched corn. In the self-same day.
0: Mm.
1: You know. Now. I just want to go back to verse 9. Just for, for a second. Because. There's uh, so many people. so So many. Would be. Saints. That get to this point. But they don't fully. Circumcise their hearts. That is they don't fully roll away the reproach of the world from off of. Them. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they did some of them remain sore about it. They not they haven't been made whole. They haven't been totally healed from. Them. And I think I'm getting ahead of myself. Sure I am. Uh Let's go back to verse 11. It says, and they did eat the old corn of the land on the mile after the Passover. Now, I want you to understand, like, I know what KJV says, and, you know, and, um, you know I like KJV, but, like, in this, in this particular verse, I do believe they're wrong. You know, why would there be so much old corn, you know, just laying around, you know, in the plains of Jericho? Plains of Jericho is where they would have planted their crops, you know, and why would they have last year's corn so abundant? Why wouldn't they have eaten it? Why wouldn't they have made room for the current year's corn? You know, so, you know, personally, I think this is a bad translation. You know, I don't think it was old corn. And apparently, I'm not alone in this thought. You know, when we consider the Septuagint, Joshua Mm 5.11 in the Septuagint reads as such. It says, and they ate of the grain of the earth unleavened and new corn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now that makes much more sense that they would have new corn you know, now, don't get me wrong, you can have some leftover corn, but enough to feed a nation? That makes no sense. You mean to tell me you saved enough new corn to feed a nation? No, nah, that makes no sense. And then to feed that whole nation for seven days? No. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. You know, so I really believe it's new corn. I'm going to side with the Septuagint, you know, uh, on this one. You know, and and I'm going to call it new corn. Because it just makes sense. And, you know, we like to make things make sense. I mean, you know. Now, this may seem trivial to some, but it's quite important. When you consider the symbolic meaning of these things. And the picture that that they portray. See all these things have a symbolic meaning. And they, they, they paint a picture. And this is why you always hear me talking about. The picture scripture is painting. You know for instance. If they ate old corn. Then this would depict that they were eating. The teachings and instructions of the peoples of Jericho. Because that old corn. Would have been. Uh, would have belonged to the peoples of Jericho, you know, and it would have been something that they put away, which was not the case. You know, they were specifically told not to eat uh, or not to, uh, to, to accept the teachings and instructions of the peoples of Jericho or any other peoples in the land for that matter, right? So we know that's not the case so it couldn't have been old corn it had to be new corn you know Mm. you know and in all actuality this is just a picture of going from torah to Yahshua's commandments um words and sayings Mm. from the manner which speaks to torah you know to Yahshua's commandments, words and sayings, or the bread of life. See, and this is what, you know, Yahshua was talking about in John. when He he went on with the soliloquy about, you know, how your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and are dead. But I am that bread that come from heaven, that bread of life that come down from heaven. I'm that true bread of life. You know, this is around the time they got upset with him Because he said, you know, yeah, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood Mm -hmm. You should have no part in me You know, uh, and says many of his disciples left at that time Mm -hmm. See, but it's true It's true, you have to eat of his teachings and instructions Otherwise you won't have any life in you Mm -hmm. If you just eat the old teachings and instructions Then you're doomed to die so, I, I, you know, I pray that you can see. So th- that's why these, these things are important, you know, not for the, uh, you know, the the novice in the word, but for those, you know, who, who are more advanced. The symbolic meaning and the pictures that they portray becomes, you know, very important, you know, and bears evident, they become evident to the rest of the word. And so if you... Translate this as old corn It does not fit the mold So Say loud Verse um, verse 12 Goes on to say And the manna ceased on the morrow After they had eaten the old corn Of the land Neither had the children of Israel Manna anymore But they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year Now The Septuagint You know um Rephrases it in this manner. It says, In this day the manna failed after they had eaten of the corn of the land, and the children of Israel no longer had manna, and they took the fruits of the, of the land of the Phoenicians in that year. You know. So, you know, here it is. It's just a spiritual picture of them eating of the fruit of the land of, of Canaan, the fruit of the kingdom of Elohim. And the fruit of the kingdom of Elohim is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, goodness, temperance, you know, um, faith, you know, uh, those things in which there is no law, you Amen. know. So, yeah, that's what we eat in the kingdom. Amen? You know, so Israel, spiritual Israel after circumcision and Passover, you know. Uh, let me have my next read and read verses
3: 13 through 15 of Joshua 5. And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in, in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of Yahuwah, am I now Come and Joshua fell on his face uh, to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Adonai unto his servant? And the captain of Yahuwah, host, and the captain of Yahuwah, host, said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy feet, for the place where thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so.
1: Hallelujah. Okay, so what I, what I want you to do is take note that it's not until after spiritual Israel has had their heart circumcised and had Passover, that is partook of Yahushua, um, uh, uh, that they can move forward against the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you know this is why you know it's a uh, it's it's a very clear picture of when the. When the manna would cease. Mm -hmm. That is after Yahshua come. After the Passover. Because he was the Passover lamb. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Can you see that? Mm -hmm. You know so this is prophesied. This was prophesied to happen. You know millennia before it even happened. Mm -hmm. And it happened just as it was prophesied. Just as it is laid out in Yah's word. And this is the beauty and the glory of the word of Elohim. Mm -hmm. You know. That's all I have for you today. Pray Hallelujah. was a blessing.
0: Hallelujah. Wow, that was nice.
3: Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question.
1: All
0: right, we're we'll
3: taking any questions at this time.
0: Okay. We'll get your mic. Hang on, you you hang on. She's going to get your mic so everybody can oh. hear. Okay. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> yeah,
4: first part is when you talk about the circumcision of our bodies like say for instance you conquer sinning physically with your body right? Okay so you conquered that part of you but mentally you still think about sin and so it's a like two processes, a circumcision of your physical flesh then he start working on this part, and because you know how your thoughts, like monkey mind, your thoughts are constantly bad, <laughs> pretty much. So you saying it's a circumcision first of the body, then he deal with this.
1: Absolutely. Mind. Okay, it all makes sense now. <laughs> all right. So if, if you can follow that, then um, follow this as well. You know, okay. the knife that cuts away the flesh. Okay. The knife that cuts away the flesh is Torah. Okay. Yeah. See, because Torah tells you, you know, it tells you, you know, don't do not do this, don't do, do it, that, right. don't do this, don't do that. Yeah. You know, and most of it deals with your flesh. Right. The knife that cuts away the excess from your mind is Yahshua's commandments, words, and sayings.
0: Okay.
1: You know, and so... Yahshua's commandments were the same, it speaks about, you know, hey, you heard it said, don't, you know, thou shalt not kill. But I say, don't even be angry with your brother without a cause, lest she be in danger of hellfire. You know, so anger is something that's in the mind. You know, and so, you know, uh, he, he, he would say, you heard it said, you know, thou shalt not commit adultery which is something, a physical act, you know? But he says, but I say that thou shalt not uh, even lust after another, for if you lust after another, you've already committed adultery, you know, in your your heart or mind. You see what I'm saying? So again, it it deals with the mind, and so it cuts away that which is of the mind, you know? So when you put the two together, you know, then you can become a complete man. Exactly.
4: Wow, that's pretty deep. I never looked at it like that. Um, Because you know how you conquer things physically? I never looked at
1: it. You know, you got to deal with that. It just never crossed my mind. Yeah, and and, uh, I don't don't remember seeing it, but I had something in here where I defined the word whole. um, uh, Because it speaks about, you know, that they had to wait at Gilgal until they were made whole. And um, that word whole um, it spoke to something. Uh, to make alive, okay. Yeah, to make alive, absolutely. You know, so the word whole spoke to being made alive. So in other words, you're supposed to just wait, just, just stay at Gilgal. Gilgal represents, you know, his Mordine. You know, which takes you around and around. It's a circle. It takes you around. You start with Passover. You know, um, well, I guess you, you start with the uh, weekly uh, Sabbath. You go into Passover, and then it leads you into his Pentecost. And then it leads you into its Fall Feast. And then it's, it goes around and starts over again. And it's just, a, it's like Gilgal. It's, it's, it's a stone circle. You know, it's, it's a circle that we follow. Now, we're to stay there until we're made whole. That is until we're made alive. You know, that is until Yah has quickened us. Because if we move too fast, you know, we're not ready. And so we're just going to be slaughtered because Yah is not going to be with us. So we have to wait until, until we're no longer sore about the circumcision. See, because when you begin to circumcise your mind, you know, Just like with the physical circumcision, you know, it hurts. It does. You know, and so the spiritual circumcision don't feel no better. You know, so when he tells you, you know, someone strike you on the right cheek, turn to him uh, left cheek, turn to him the right. You know, yeah, that's, you know, that takes some mental fortitude to do that and not be sore about it. You see what I'm saying? Not be upset about it, not be sore about it. You know, so you're not ready until you can do His commandments, words, and sayings and not be upset about doing them. You know, when it tells you, you know, uh, you heard an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, but I say pray for those who despitefully use you. You know what I'm saying? You know, so here it is. You got someone persecuting, they despitefully use you, you got to pray for them. You got to pray blessings into their life. You know, now you may do it. But you may do it begrudgingly because you're sore about it. You're not completely circumcised.